I'm Anna McCutcheon, and welcome to Grit, Grace, and Coffee Grains. You're listening to episode 11. This is a podcast intended to compel the army of God to love and protect the church. Folks, love is a battlefield, and sometimes we just need to pause, sharpen our sword, drink a good cup of joe, and remember that we are not fighting in this war alone. We all want to make an impact for the Lord, for our families, for our churches, and of course, ourselves. Every other Friday, we talk here about one way to do that well, and today is no different. Spiritual warfare is a discipline and a craft. It is not a haphazard, accidental, recreational activity. It takes intentionality, skill, precision, and the utmost humility. Today, I'm going to share with you how the enemy attacks and where he attacks. Listen in. Satan will only set a trap where he believes it will be effective. The enemy will only strike when they believe the enemy is weakest and where they believe the enemy is weakest. For division to spread in the church, Satan only needs to fuel the fire of a couple of discontented, disgruntled members to spread discord in the body like a disease. For prayers to be poisoned with gossip, the enemy simply and gently feeds jealous and incriminating thoughts into one weak soldier, and voila, he has ground and position for his next move. Each soldier in God's army has a piece of ground an area they are responsible for. I like to call this our wall. As a soldier, I am responsible for my wall and its protection. This wall protects my heart, my mind, my family, and my church. It does seem a little extreme to say that by one soldier guarding their wall, it can change the world. But... If there are no breaches, no cracks, no openings for the enemy to wedge open with a trap or snare, and he cannot gain entry into a particular church body or family, and if every member of the church guarded their wall and each family understood the importance of keeping their piece of ground secure, and the enemy could never gain entry into the church body again, well... I'm sorry, but that sounds a lot like world-changing stuff to me. So how does the enemy gain entry? His strategy is super simple. Target the newest convert or weakest soldier, find their weakness, whatever their flesh is craving, and shoot the mind with the most gratifying, enticing temptation possible. Have you heard of spy bots or virus bots? I think I knew they existed, but I didn't know how sneaky they were until I got infected with a virus on my newish website. Don't worry, it's all fixed now. Please feel free to look around my little corner of the web in your free time. But I learned from my website host that because I had minimal protection against this particular type of digital robot, that I really didn't even stand a chance. The tech gurus who make these digital bots give them the assignment to simply go and find the weakest point in websites on the World Wide Web. That is their only job! 
They look for all the possible entries until they find one. If they see an excellent firewall up, they don't even try. But mine wasn't so fortified, and after a few minutes of picking my lock, they got in through the back door and did a number on my website. Are you cringing? Because I was the whole time the tech lady was describing it to me on the phone. Well, anyway, our enemy uh, acts quite similar to these virus bots. Satan, or his evil minion bots, actively look for our flaws handcrafts the perfect little lie, and injects the poison at the most opportune time. This really does sound helpless, doesn't it? The good thing is that we can know when he attacks and where he will attack. We just have to learn how to be attentive and intentional. By way of personal example, my flesh is prone to laziness and is quite gratified when I indulge it. I can tell you, I have every intention and even a list of solid reasons to get out of my bed when my alarm goes off in the morning. And just like that, I am hit with three or four really good reasons why I should just stay in bed. My husband pushed snooze and we both love to cuddle before we face the world together and fully wake up. Ten more minutes won't hurt. I can read the Bible tonight after dinner. By the way, That never happens. Something always comes up and more justifications are readily available after dinner. You're tired and you need extra sleep to be fully attentive during your online class after work. This example just happened this past Monday and I chose to lay down for 10 more minutes. But after the alarm went off again, I didn't allow my flesh to win again. So I said, not today, Satan, and got up. I read my small devotional book and I read our chronological Bible reading out loud while my hubby and I both enjoyed our coffee. I then prayed for a while, activated my spiritual firewall, and knew that I had guarded my wall to the best of my ability, except for those first 10 minutes that I chose to remain lazy. Let me break it down even more. The enemy will attack in three main areas where we are most comfortable, what we are most ignorant of, and what we are most arrogant about. First John two sixteen says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, comfort, the lust of the eyes, ignorance, and the pride of life, arrogance, is not of the Father, but is of the world. I am usually fed lies that target the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. I believe the lies that a little comfort isn't harmful or just a little self-confidence never hurt anyone. But when a little comfort leads to staying in bed rather than getting up and filling my mind with truth, it becomes deadly. When a little self-confidence turns into a habit of always relying on my strength and my mental know-how, it is toxic, friends. A teeny tiny patch of ground or a sliver of a chip from your wall is all the enemy needs to know the areas that are not guarded as well and where his entry points are. When the enemy is allowed a chip from your wall, if not caught and resisted with truth, but rather tolerated and ignored, it will develop into a crack. And then, over time, 
with strategic patience and care, it will become a wedge, which Satan will drive attack after attack through and will use to entice your family, your church, your community, your state legislators, your state judges, your federal legislators, your federal judges, national politics, and eventually the world. And it all started with just a little comfort. Thanks for listening to episode 11 of Grit, Grace, and Coffee Grinds. If you would like to connect beyond the podcast, I post weekly to Instagram, where you can find me at author Anna McCutcheon. And you can also find me over at AnnaMcCutcheon.com. We provide a transcript for each episode, so if you know someone who either can't hear or prefers reading to listening, you can download the transcript at AnnaMcCutcheon.com slash podcast. Just click on episode 11 for this one. George Washington, our nation's very first president, is going to have the last word for today. Discipline is the soul of an army. It makes small numbers formidable, procures success to the weak, and esteem to all. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. 